Welcome to the Church of the Living God, Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. This message is a, is, is a real Bible message, <laughs> which I do endeavor to preach every Sunday. However, uh, if unless you're very well read through the Bible, you may hear some scripture that uh, you wouldn't anticipate. But it is there and it is true. So we're going to the book of Nahum. Anybody know anything about Nahum? He was a prophet, considered a minor prophet, because he didn't prophesy for 30 years or anything, but he did prophesy. So in verse 1, he tells us his name. And it says, The burden of Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum, the Elkoshite. God is jealous, and the Lord revengeth. The Lord revengeth and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserveth wrath for his enemies. I, I tried to tell you. Verse 3, the Lord is slow to anger and great in power. Aren't you glad God doesn't get angry at you as quick as you get angry at other people? Hmm? Just saying. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm. And the clouds are the dust of his feet. He rebuketh the sea and maketh it dry. And drieth up all the rivers. Bashan languishes and Carmel. And the flower of Lebanon languisheth. The mountains quake at him. And the hills melt, and the earth is burned at its presence. Yea, the world and all that dwell therein. Who can stand before his indignation? And who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? His fury is poured out like fire, and the rocks are thrown down by him. The message I've entitled this morning is Two Faces of God. Two Faces of God. Father, we thank you for the word. Even tough word. Father, we thank you for this beautiful congregation that has assembled together. I pray that you open not, every, not simply every ear, but I pray for every spirit. We'll just be opened up to this word today. Not only for our sakes, but for the sakes of those that we know. So Lord, just bring this utterance. 
out of my mouth into each and every heart. In Jesus' name, amen. What a description of God. One that we generally would not flip through the Bible to find. But we must remember that He was, and He is, and He is to come. The Bible, just a little brief or brevity here, is a storybook of real life people. Much of it in the Old Testament deals with the Jewish people. The sons and grandsons and great-grandsons of Abraham, who was a friend of God. Abraham was a friend of God. Abraham saw the ladder. I preached about that a few weeks ago. Of the prayers going up, the angels going up, and the answers coming down. God wants you to know who He is. And it said that God is jealous. And it says that the Lord revenge takes vengeance. And so he said, the, so it, God is jealous and the Lord revengeth, the Lord revengeth and is furious. Now, I know the word jealous, I know the word angry, I know the word vengeance, but I never had seen really revengeth in there. So I looked it up in the Hebrew, or uh, yeah, the Hebrew, and it means to carry a grudge. Revengeth, to carry a grudge. So Nahum is, face, is explaining to us one of the two faces of God. And this one is a jealous God, an angry God, a God that takes vengeance and that carries a grudge. He's not finished, but that's just verse 2. Heavy. Verse 3, it gets a little better. The Lord is slow to anger and does not acquit those who are wicked. The Lord is slow to anger. Thank God. In other words, the Lord is patient. And the Lord is long-suffering. And I'm so glad. I don't know about you, but I've had things in my life that I repented of more times than I could count. Because it still had a little draw, you know, instead of us just wanting to purely just give it over. The Lord is slow to anger. He doesn't move with a rash Anger in just a moment. Part of the thing that maybe would help to know is that God and Israel are contending against one another. Because God chose Abraham. And therefore he chose the children of Abraham. And they were brought out of Egypt with a great victorious victory. And they went out into the wilderness. 
But these same people that saw the plagues come upon Egypt began to murmur. And murmur is just one of those words you just know that's just not a good thing. Murmur. Murmur. Even backwards it ain't nice. Rum rum. Murmur. God is slow to anger, but are we? God, he said, does not acquit those who are wicked. Many times in the lives of people and over the centuries, people have assumed that God was not going to punish because he had not yet punished. And that still is true when it comes to the great punishment that will come. So a little bit more about the Lord. He rebukes the sea. He's speaking of the Red Sea. He drives up rivers. Speaking of the Jordan in the times of Elisha. Miracles that they had already recorded. That they already knew. But it wasn't this generation that that came over the Red Sea. Or through it. They didn't see all of those things. And so God has authority. In verse 5, He says that His earthly creation, and His earthly creation, well, let me read it and then I'll explain it. Since the mountains quake at Him and the hills melt, and the earth is burned at His presence, yea, the world and all that dwell therein. And so that's one verse. His earthly creation, you see the mountains quaking, the hills melting like wax, the earth burning in His presence. This prophecy has yet to be fulfilled. Verse 4 was fulfilled well before the days of Elisha. But this prophecy is yet to come, and it will come upon the world. You go to verse 6, and it says, Who can stand before His indignation? And who can abide in the fierceness of His anger? His fury is poured out like fire, and the rocks are thrown down by Him. And so we have six verses here that may perhaps in your flesh want to leave you with to figure out whether you want to know Him or not. You know, a jealous God, a God of vengeance and revengeth on his adversaries, a God of wrath for his enemies. Although he's slow to anger, he is great in power. Don't dilute his power in your mind because he is slow to anger. Because he has power we cannot describe. He is God. He is God. And so we have all of this. Verse 6 basically gives us the reason not to stand before His indignation. Because really we can't. It said, who can stand before His indignation? The case for not asking for anger and judgment 
is that you cannot, you cannot wrestle with God and win. You cannot come against Him and have the victory. And so if you're going to receive the goodness of God, then you're going to receive it His way. In His plan. Hmm? It's been a long time since I've dug this raw of God contending with humans. And He's angry. I brought you out. I brought you out of the land. I destroyed the greatest nation in the world for you. And you are carving idols? You are bowing your knees to rock and asking for an answer? No. Amazingly, as, as this picture that comes in verse 6 of who can stand before his indignation, who can abide the fearness of his anger, his fury is poured out like fire and the rocks are thrown down by him. Somehow, some way, verse 7 shows up. And it says, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and knoweth them that trust in Him. You're talking about changing gears. You tear up a transmission like that, right? This indignation, this God who is jealous and angry and vengeful, He's paid price after price after price, and they've just puked it back in his face. And then Nahum, speaking, of course, of the remnant that, that will accept God, he says, the Lord is good, and he's a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. You trust in Him, He knows your name. He knows who you are. He knows what you're going through. Many times people say, why doesn't God just step in and fix my problem? And my answer always is, have you asked Him? Have you asked Him to, to heal? Have you asked Him to help your situation? Yeah, but God knows everything. Just because you know something don't mean you're at liberty to do it. Right? See, God doesn't just look at your need and come in like the Calvary and say, okay, here I'm going to meet your need. God sees the need. But it's not need that moves God. It's faith that moves God. And if faith is going to move God and move circumstance, you've got to speak it. Amen. You have to speak the faith that you're trying to live. And speak in faith when it does not make sense. Amen? He is God. And He knows them that trust in Him. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble. Praise God. How many of you know America's in trouble? 
Well, it depends on what, uh, you know, what your, your party is. No, it don't depend on which party you are. This country's in trouble. It's in trouble. But God has honored this country. And I believe because some 90% of the mission money that flows around the world comes out of the United States. I believe it God's mercy because we have sold and we've got opportunities, church, we, we need to take. We need to take. We've got uh, Bishop Anthony in uh, India who wants to build a church looking at the Taj Mahal to put a, a faith Christian Jesus church within two blocks of Taj Mahal. And believe me, you can see it two blocks away. One of the great wonders of the world. Amen. We sow because we were told to sow, right? If we sow, we will reap. A little bit of a thing. I need your help. I don't carry around 10 grand. Do you? But you know 100 people giving $100? It's 10 grand. And you'll spend $100 these days in two good meals. Especially if your family goes with you. Right? Right? I mean, sometimes I go over to uh, Harry's over there in uh, Malone's. You know, ah, it's a little expensive, but my, that steak. <laughs> they get boneless bites of chicken that are so good, chickens are just dying to be a part of it. They're good. They're good. We want the good. But I don't tell my family every time I'm going to stop by over there. They go places they don't invite me for, too. <laughs> but the Lord is good. The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. Mercy is when you do not get what you deserved. That's mercy. Grace is when you get what you did not deserve. That's the difference between grace and mercy. I like them both. And that's the way God operates. The Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Oh, we're in an intelligent generation. Oh, we've got more education. We've got more. This. No, no, it's about the same mess as every other generation. You may have a nicer home to be a mess in, but you, you know, but it's, 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 still, it's still a mess. People need the Lord. People need the handprints of their Creator upon their life to guide. I'm a plumber's kid, guys. I'm a plumber's kid. Nobody saw a preacher coming out of that until God made it obvious. And, and God did it. And my dad was a good man. He cared about people and he was honest and he never overcharged. 
more than that, he accepted Jesus before he left this world. In the last 10 years of his life, he kept a beer can on top of the refrigerator that he never touched. And he's home. And my mother's home. And I'll be honest with you, there's times it still bothers me they're home. But it doesn't take me too long to know that God has answered our prayers and gave mercy to my father. And I know where he's at. Psalm 1-6, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So many times, people that are living right think nobody sees it. Nobody knows. In church, generally, a lot of times the people getting the attention are the broken people. And you're praying over them and helping them and all those things. But even everyday Christians need, you know, prayer. So y'all come up for prayer too if you want to. I can preach about half the day, but I can pray all night long. Amen. <laughs> Talking about the goodness of God. The Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Verse 8, he said, but with an overrunning flood, he will make an utter end of the place thereof. And darkness shall pursue his enemies. See, if you want dark, and there's a lot of people taking it. Bold face, tell you right in your face. They don't want your God. They don't believe in your church. I just always just found a way to say, you know what? Have a good day. Right? Is that all? Sure, it's all. It's all. Because I know him. I know him. I've walked with him. He's walked with me. And he is. But with an overrunning flood, he will make an utter end of the place thereof, and darkness shall pursue his enemies. Last scripture. It shall be even, or it shall even be as when a hungry man dreams. Did you know this was in the Bible? And behold, he's eating in the dream. And he said, but he awaketh and his soul is empty. He didn't even say his belly. He said his soul is empty. Right? And so, this hungry man dreams. What does a hungry man dream about? Food. But when he wakes up in the dream, he's eating. He's eating it up, right? He's at Malone's, and he got the steak and the boneless bites. And while you're at it, just bring me a California roll. Right. Yeah, good glass of seat, uh, sweet tea with lemon. If 
you don't have lemon, keep your tea. <laughs> this hungry man dreaming. He's eating as he sleeps. He's, he's drinking water. This thirsty man dreams. So he's hungry and he's thirsty and he's dreaming. That everything is okay. He's got everything that he needs. And he wakes up, but he awaketh. And behold, he is faint. And his soul has appetite. So shall the multitude of all the nations be. That fight against Mount Zion. That fight against the kingdom of God. Amen. He said, for his enemies, darkness shall pursue his enemies. That's not the God I want to know. That's not the part of God that I want to need in my life. But if grace won't save you, maybe hard times will. Right? If faith won't keep you, maybe you'll be given over to a lie. Strong delusion. You want to believe that there's no God? How much more foolish could a human be? I mean, if I told you that I pulled up Franklin Avenue one day and this church was built. Left yesterday, didn't have a church. Pull up Franklin Avenue, boom, there's a church. In one day, you'd be thinking, that man's dreaming. <laughs> that man's just dreaming. It takes a lifetime to build. It takes a lifetime to build faith. It takes a lifetime during the lifetime. I'm not saying at the end of it, during it. It takes a lifetime to learn how to walk with God. Yes, sir. It takes a lifetime to believe that what He has said, what He has prophesied, He shall do. Have you ever noticed that when you get a prophecy, usually the first thing that happens is the opposite? They prophesy, people are coming, and people leave. <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> Where'd they go? <laughs> Didn't we just do a wedding for them? Where are they at? <laughs> you know. Huh? All right. Ooh. Let's be safe. <laughs> it's like a dream. Living in the world's like a dream. Oh, we're having, we're living the high life. No. No, not really. It's not what it's cracked up to be. An angry God. Why was he angry? Because he brought them out. He destroyed a kingdom for them. He led them through the wilderness. They ate miracle food. They drank miracle water. They were clothed with miracle clothes. Their enemies saw and turned and ran, fled from them. When their force was so much greater than Israel's, they could have easily devoured it. Except God had put a warring angel 
between Israel and its enemies. And when those enemies went back, Israel didn't even know why they were fleeing. But they, they saw the protection of God upon them, and they took off. But that don't mean they don't come back. Life has trials. Life has ups and downs. I'm going to tell you this morning, there's only two faces of God. One is grace and mercy. Not a cheap grace. He paid for it with His Son. He bought it with his son. But then jealousy, anger. Why? The Bible says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. Of an angry God. One of the worship songs, you know what? He's just light. He's just... Hanging out. He's just easy. Don't forget his glory. Don't forget who he is. Well, the end of time hasn't come yet. You know what that means. It just means we're closer. I tell you, I love living the life as a Christian. God's been good to me. God's been so good to me. And I expect he's just going to keep on being good. <laughs> and he's been good to you, hasn't he? Yes. Amen. But if you're here fighting God, listen, I know, I know. It's, it's, young people should not have to navigate life like this. The culture should be much more safe than what it is. It's perilous. I always thought perilous times was when people kicking down your door and robbing you blind. But I'll tell you, perilous when there's cocaine on every corner. Which face of God are you going to have? If you died today, which face would you have? Would you have a God that is pleased with you? Your name written in the book of life. Your faith upon Jesus. Or are you going to stand before God and shake your fist? You choose which God you get. Because he is holy. He'll make us holy, but he will not take you unholy. He'll make you holy if you'll surrender to him, but he will not take you unholy. Stand with me. Thank you for listening to today's Church of the Living God Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you were blessed by today's word. If you'd like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.